Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive, which is like having a goalie, a seven-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one. Which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because... You know, defense. Forced Metaphors. Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be, until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality, and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic Records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. So happy Tuesday, first of all. Um, This is sort of a weird Tuesday because for the past couple of weeks, I have been getting into a really good like routine in terms of recording my podcast episodes and obviously getting them up so that they are um, scheduled and they're published exactly at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so they're ready to go Tuesday morning. But um, this was a little bit of a weird week because I asked you guys on Instagram if you wanted me to do an episode about external validation. You guys were like, yes, let's hear it. We're all here for it. Awesome. Um, and I, I recorded it the other night. I think it was like Saturday night or Friday night. And I I don't know. There was something about the episode that I just didn't like. There was something that felt very, um, I guess, like planned about it. It was an idea that I was like having randomly. And I don't think I acted on the idea when I should have. So I've been noticing about myself. And this was also something that Capucine, who was on um, episode 28 of the podcast last week, told me when she read my Akashic Records is that I am and also looked at my um, human design chart is that I am someone that I have to do things kind of in the moment, right? So for me, a lot of planning is not great because what happens is I'll kind of plan because I'm excited for something in the moment. And then the minute I go to do it, I might not be as excited. And I think what happened is I was excited to talk about external validation. I think we might even talk about it a little bit on this episode. But um when I actually went ahead and recorded the episode, I I noticed that I was kind of in my head and analyzing a lot of what I was going to say. And it's so funny that the episode was about external validation because I feel like I was sitting there writing down things and really trying to create um, a flow for the episode that was coming from a place of, I want this episode to be liked. I want to make sure that those people who said, yes, we want to hear about external validation. I want to make sure that I 
I deliver on that promise to really talk about it in a fair and just way and in a way that sort of blows people's minds like I was like I want to drop a couple gems up in this episode you know I'm sure and then I think I put that pressure on myself because as I was recording it I was like yes these are things that I find interesting and things that I want to bring to the table and I want to talk about but I don't know if I necessarily want to do it in a way where I have this outline And so that's even funnier because I don't know if you guys know this, but when I first started my podcast, I used to do outlines. So I used to do like a really in-depth outline. Um, At the very beginning, it was almost like sort of scripted. And it was sort of like, I didn't exactly like read every single thing off the paper, but it was like, I had a pretty good detailed outline. And there were parts in there um, where I would... As I was like recording, I would like read it in my head first quickly, of course. And like when I was talking, I would reiterate the same idea, but not necessarily verbatim so that it didn't sound like I was reading a script because I was like, oh, Lord, I ain't trying to read no damn script on, you know, I was about to say on camera, but we're not on camera, <laughs> but I wasn't trying to read a script on um, mic and sound like robotic because we ain't no robots out here. You know what I'm saying? This might be the Matrix, but I am not a robot. Um, why did I sound like Nicki Minaj just now as I did that? That was like like yo what does she call herself again like the 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 princess no who's the princess when people be like the princess is here was that um missy elliott so who's Nicki minaj again the queen what whatever anyways it sounded like Nicki minaj in that last part so anywho what i was getting at with the whole um and i'm so sorry you guys if you hear like banging my parents are upstairs and for some i live in the basement of my house and it's like the noise is insane like any sort of thing that happens upstairs is like loud af down here um but yeah, I used to script my episodes a lot and I've kind of started to flow away from that. And I think it started when I made that pivot away from the podcast, took a break and did YouTube for a minute and came back to the podcast. I was like, you know what? Like I wasn't even feeling called to write a script. I just kind of sat down and episode 17, I believe it was when I talked about um, why I love quitting. I got super emotional on that podcast and that is one of my favorites. I know I say this all the time, broken record, I know, but I kid you not, that episode is so powerful to me because I feel like in that episode, I really showed myself and not that I've ever been inauthentic in any way. Like, trust me, like, I feel like I'm the last person that could even be fake out here because I'm like, I don't don't know how to be anybody but myself. Like, I really don't. Um, Baby boy. Had to do it. Had to do it. Okay. Um, But yeah, like I literally, I, I sat down and I just talked and I didn't have an outline. I had this idea of what I wanted to talk about and I just sat down and I spoke and I feel like I love that. It's crazy because when I do those kinds of episodes, I end up on these tangents, right? And I end up kind of going in circles sometimes and I end up, you know, going off and talking about a completely different thing. But what I've noticed about those episodes is I really shine. Like even right now, I don't know if you guys can feel the energy, but I am smiling. Like I'm literally, and and of course, of course I feel like I'm getting emotional, but I'm so happy. And I think that when I sit down and I just talk and I just pour out what is really in me and what needs to be heard, I feel like that's when I create these gems um, of an episode. And that's when I have people who are reaching out and like this episode really resonated 
And so um, that being said, the the original planned episode 29, I have it recorded. I don't know if I'm going to re-record it at some point. Um, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But um, this is the new episode 29. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I honestly don't know what we're really talking about today, but we are going to get into it. We're going to get into some. I'm going to sip my tea. I wish I had some water. I feel like I always get thirsty recording these podcast episodes and I never come with water prepared. So um, lesson learned, but lesson definitely not learned because here I am still parched uh yeah so i was watching um the hills earlier today and i don't know if you guys know this but the hills came back okay if you're a fan let me know okay because back in the day i was such a laguna beach fan i loved lauren conrad i was such a the, the hills fan when the hills was like after and then um i've just i've been like my friend tanya y'all know tanya my bestie tanya my soul sister tanya banana how you zooming girl um she hit me up on instagram and she was like did you know the hills is coming back because i've been obsessed with this like random snapchat show they have shows on snapchat now that kind of had a feel of like the hills and so i started to watch uh that and then she told me the hills was coming back and i started to watch the hills today i recorded it and it was so funny because on the episode, it's the same people. So if you're familiar with The Hills, they had like Lauren Conrad, they had like Heidi and Spencer and, and Brody and Audrina and all these folks who were on the original The Hills when they were younger. And they were kind of like, I, I don't think they were teens when it was The Hills. I think it was like they were like young adults. Um, and so now it's kind of The Hills, new beginnings. And they're still following the same people, except now it's completely you know different because these people are married now and some have been married and divorced and they all kind of have kids and they're all at that that next stage of life and I was watching this episode and I felt such it was a random emotion and I was actually um voice messaging my boyfriend it feels so weird to say that because it's pretty recent (laughs) but I was messaging him and I was telling him and trying to really verbalize what I was feeling because I had this urge to cry and I was like I don't think it's it's sadness in the traditional sense but Watching the people on the hills, it was really apparent to me that I had grown up with these folks or I had grown up sort of watching them at one point and here they are at this next stage of life. And for me, it was just such a powerful reminder of how much I have grown as an individual and how I am kind of stepping into that next stage of life, how we're always kind of stepping into a next stage of life. Hey girl, so I hope you're enjoying this episode. I wanted to quickly jump in and let you know that this episode is brought to you by the upcoming launch of the Manifest Daily Membership. The Manifest Daily Membership, slated to launch late July 2019, is an ongoing support system for those who are looking to dive deeper into their spiritual journey while having the support of myself and others also on the journey to reclaim their power and truly embrace their authentic self in this reality. Get ready for virtual events, live masterclasses with myself and other spiritual leaders, and all the resources that you could ever want, as well as in-person events and physical products that are coming a little bit later down the line, all starting at $25 a month. The journey, this journey, you guys know the journey of returning to yourself, this should not be navigated alone, and I'm here to tell you that it's time that you stop trying to do it alone. So if you want more info on the membership and if you want to sign up for the waitlist go ahead and head to deandranicolette.com slash membership that is deandranicolette.com slash membership and you can find that link in the show notes okay you guys that's it for my little announcement in this episode i'm gonna go ahead and dive right back into it okay 
And I think so much in my life has changed in the past couple of months and so much is changing currently that I feel very sort of kind of, um, at one point it was overwhelmed. I won't even lie to you guys. It wasn't like bad stuff, I guess, but it was just a lot of stuff. And it was like, I, I explained it like this, like whenever I'm someone that I am a tourist, I say I like routines, like I get the same, you know, drink at Dunkies and the same drink at Starbucks and the same thing at Panera, like all the time. But I'm also someone that likes change. So in my birth chart, I have a lot of um, earth, which is like grounded, love stability, love security. But I also have a lot of water and I also have a lot of air in my chart. And air is kind of like, you know, all about just new things and innovation. I'm actually a um, Aquarius rising, which is an air sign. And I'm kind of growing into that person who is all about change and innovation and philanthropy and all this stuff, right? And so I felt almost kind of like, shoot, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) I felt almost like this next stage of life, like every time I'm navigating a new stage, when I implement the change, I'm super comfortable with it, right? So whenever I'm like, I want to change my hair color or I kind of want to do a makeup look or I want to change up my style for the day or these like little changes or, or even when I go into Dunkies or Starbucks and the other day I went into Dunkies and they're like, we have this new cookies and cream flavor. Do you want to try it? And usually I'd be like, nah, girl. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it today. I'm going to try this something new. I said, give me two pumps of them little cookies and cream swirl, okay? And it's like when I implement the change, I feel good because it's like I'm in control. It's sort of a control thing. And when the change happens in my life unexpectedly or without me kind of understanding why it's happening or without me implementing it, sometimes it can be hard for me to deal with that because of the fact that I just didn't necessarily see it coming in that way or I didn't plan for it to come in that way. Maybe I planned for it to come down the line. And it's really interesting because a lot of the changes, like I said, aren't necessarily bad changes. So I'll kind of give you guys a little bit more of a deeper um, insight into what I'm talking about. So, for example, I kind of mentioned in, uh, that I'm in a, a new relationship and it's not necessarily new. I've known this person um, since last year. He is a soulmate. I truly believe that. <laughs> um, and you guys know soulmates don't just have to be romantics with Tanya Bananas. Also soulmate. I got to point that out, too. <laughs> but um But yeah, so even just him kind of re-entering my life and coming back in and also us both having grown and changed and kind of it being our season for being together, that was a big change for me. And although that was something that I wanted so, so, so much and I was so ecstatic when it happened when we were kind of like, okay, we're reunited, Um, not physically yet, he's, it's like a long distance thing right now, but It was also something that I had to, I was battling, or not battling emotions. I want to say I was also in this phase of life where I was just like, I'm excited, I'm happy. Yet there was also this sort of mourning, right? And more so mourning for the life that I was leaving behind, if that makes sense. So I was kind of like, I'm entering this stage of being in a relationship, right? And what that means is by starting a new relationship, that means you're ending the single life, right? And so there was this sort of mourning for just sort of the things I could do as someone who was single or the things I would feel called to do as someone who was single, right? And even though I am not, like y'all know, I am literally, I I ain't about the dating apps. I hate the dating apps. Hate is a strong word. I dislike the dating apps. It was like, it, it, it was like mourning not being able to do those things and not in a way of like, I want to be able to do those things, which is why I'm trying to explain this emotion to you guys. It's not like the mourning was, 
I'm feeling so sad. I'm, I'm not single anymore. But it was just like, whenever there's a new thing in your life, a new stage, a change in your life, there's always something ending. And I think that it's such a a, a beautiful, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want Is juxtaposition the word I'm looking for possibly? But it's such a contrast, I guess, that you have any beginning is always coupled with an ending. Very similarly, I have um, I have changes in my career going on. So as you, I don't know if you guys know, but I um, was, or I, I still am at a position right now with a company that is um, coming to an end. And it's kind of one of those things where intuitively I knew this was happening. I had intuitively sensed it for months to come. I knew it was happening. Um, Again, intuitively, but, you know, consciously, I didn't necessarily want to accept it. And so as this is ending, it's something where I knew it was coming to an end. And in some ways, I feel like I manifested this end or, or that the universe said, okay, it's time for you to move on. But it's an ending, right? And there's that means there's going to be a new beginning. There's going to be a new job. There's going to be a new place. There's going to be a new adventure awaiting me. Yet I'm also in a place where I am mourning the ending of this thing because I've been at this place for over a year and I've built up these relationships and have gotten very comfortable. And I think that's the other thing I want to highlight too is that for me, I feel like I'm not necessarily... I, I am mourning the the what the life I'm leaving behind for a lot of these big changes that have been happening for me. But I think for me, it's more so also about mourning the comfort. Because I was also talking to Tanya about this today and talking about, I wish I had her on this episode. This would be such a good one. But I, we were talking about discomfort. And I feel like whenever we have these changes, big life changes, especially the ones that we don't necessarily implement ourselves, these changes are actually pushing us outside of our comfort zone, right? And so sometimes I, I'm getting more um, more comfortable with discomfort, but it's always kind of interesting to have to navigate a new stage of life when you're so used to the old one. You're so used to your routine. And even in the little things, like I was so used to, um, like I'm so used to right now, like my my route to work, right? That's gonna change when I, when I move on to different position. So used to um, getting to work on a Monday, having, we have like Monday calls, like having those calls, like turning around to my coworkers at a certain time of day and having these like funny chats and these little things that really made up a certain routine of my life will no longer be. I'll have to create new routines that I'm going to get used to. Even with being single, I was so used to kind of coming home and having this um, this large chunk of time that I really had to occupy. And of course, I, I got into this mode where I would make myself super busy with my business. And then I would kind of like watch my shows for like an hour at night. Like I'd watch Handmaid's Tale or like Bob's Burgers or Seinfeld or something for an hour and then just kind of relax and, and go to sleep. But now it's a little bit different because now there's a whole other person. Like, yes, I would have like my calls with Tanya or Monica, or Jacqueline, um, you know, on some of those nights. But now it's like with a relationship, especially with a long distance relationship, that communication is very important to both of us. So it's like, we don't talk uh, on the phone every night, but there are nights where it's like, I have to sort of balance, figure out how to, uh, you know, rescale, is that what a reshuffle my time so that I'm, you know, talking to him at a certain time. And then it's like, okay, am I watching my shows after? Or, um, and I think at the very beginning, that was kind of new for both of us. Like we would talk almost, we would talk like every day and it was 
getting it would be like really late into the night and so um, I started to lose sleep at one point during that time but then we kind of found that that balance of like okay we don't need to talk every day um but but here's when we will talk or like we'll talk when you know we both have something really important to talk about and when it's kind of like been like a day or two and it's kind of um we want to create that connection again because again this is long distance so again communication is super important but I think what is really interesting about, and I mentioned love and career because I think those have been where my major changes have been besides my own self-growth. And I think that's another you know thing I'm navigating because even within these two different realms, I'm learning so much about myself, right? I'm learning about what is important to me, what is not no longer important to me. I've also... Um, had a mindset shift towards my identity that I think shook, shock, shock, oh, whoa, um, that shook me up, okay, shook me up a little bit, which is that um, I think at the very start of my podcast, I, I had an episode about the nine to five and I had an episode about being an entrepreneur while also still working a nine to five, right? So essentially having a side hustle. Um, and I think that for a long time, I had convinced myself that I was someone that could not work a nine to five. And for a long time, I convinced myself that my only option was to work really hard on my business, get it to this point where I could sustain myself and leave any job immediately. And what's really interesting about that is that I had such a mindset shift towards it because as I said, I was, um, and I still am at this position I am with this company. And I had kind of a moment where I found myself getting frustrated in my business because I had decided I wanted to pivot. I talk about this in episode 25, um, 25 or 26. I decided I had wanted to pivot in my business and kind of move away from that one-on-one model and move towards the membership model. And in doing so, I kind of came to the realization that the membership thing is something more long-term, right? If you start your business and you're doing coaching and you're kind of doing one-on-one, I don't want to say easy, but it's it's the way it's built is that you could essentially get like two or three one-on-one clients each month and you could sustain yourself based on that, like two or three clients. Um, with membership, it's like if you're charging, you know, a small amount for a membership versus like two grand for someone to work with you, like you need a higher volume to be able to make the same amount of money, right? So when I made that pivot, it was almost frightening and I almost kind of didn't want to do it because I felt like how could I leave my nine to five soon if I don't have a typical one-on-one coaching kind of model built. And it led to me kind of having this realization that for a couple months, like for a couple weeks to a month or so too, I had been really ungrateful. And I had been coming from this mindset, the scarcity mindset, this place of this job is not allowing me to do what I want. Um, I don't have the freedom to do what I want. I I got to the point where I was getting so frustrated with my business and what I was doing and how I couldn't focus and all these different things because I was trying so hard to get to a place where I could leave the nine to five. And then I had to take a step back and I had to say to myself, Deandra, like, like what was it? Early 2018, when you were so lost when you asked for help when you literally like told the universe I need this this and this 
this is exactly what you asked for. Like I had a moment where I said to myself, like I asked for, you know, a job that would be within um, my expertise. So I work in social media marketing um, and I literally, that's what I do. I do social media and digital marketing. So I asked for something in that kind of field that would pay well, allow me to pay my bills, save and be okay. And that's what I got. And I got such a cool company with such amazing people, just, just, amazing. And it's crazy because I sat there and I had to remind myself, I'm like, why are you feeling so ungrateful? And not even to say it in a way of like, you, you're always, your feelings are always valid, right? So you don't ever want to dismiss your feelings. But I had to ask myself, why am I feeling so ungrateful? Like, what is it that is causing me to forget or causing me to ignore that for so long, this is exactly what I wanted. And it's so funny because there's that quote about how the things that you have now are things that at some point you wanted. So it's like always kind of be grateful for that so that you can always manifest more if that's what you choose to, to manifest is more. Um, and so I had to have a mindset shift about it. And I had to say to myself, okay, well, this is where I'm at, right? I, I still want to build my business just because I'm here, just because I'm in this nine to five does not mean that this is my forever. Nothing is permanent. Everything is always changing. This does not have to be it forever. Similarly, just because I'm building this business this way doesn't mean that's going to be it forever. Like I can change things. Things will change. My audience might change. Like I will grow up. I will learn more. I will make pivots and nothing is permanent. And so I had to have that mindset shift. And in doing so, I had an identity shift where I literally had this moment where I said, you know, I I had always sort of, again, labeled myself as someone that couldn't have a nine to five. That was just an entrepreneur at heart. And I said, why can't I be both? Like, why can't I be this career woman who's building this career, who's working at these amazing companies, getting this awesome, you know, um, expertise and experience, and then also building an amazing company? And it's so funny because the minute that I sort of had that shift and the minute that I really had that shift, it wasn't just something I told myself, like I internally shifted. I started to show up so different at work and I started to really, um, I, I actually attracted a couple of different opportunities. And it's, again, so funny, the timing of it all, because now um, now I'm feeling just it's, it's time for me to move on. And I've attracted a couple opportunities that we'll see how they pan out. We'll have a different podcast episode on those. But um, things are really just flowing, right? I think I'd hit a place where I'd hit this block for a minute because I I was just not allowing myself to see the situation for what it was. And, and not even what it was, because again, everything is always up to you for how you want to see it. Like the events are neutral. There is nothing bad. There is nothing good. Everything is neutral. It's you that assigns it a good or bad label. Us humans are the ones that say whether something in our life is an amazing event. This is awesome. This is great or if it's bad, it's negative, it's whatever. And as I've said, every ending is always, there's always a, a, a new thing because once something leaves, it makes space for more. So even this sort of identity shift allowed me to kind of let go some of those harbored negative feelings about where I was in life. All It allowed me to also let go of the pressure I'd put on myself. And that was a really big change for me to navigate because I had always been putting so much pressure on myself to create this business in such a, a, a certain timeline, right? Because I was like, I need to leave, I need to leave, I need to leave. And once I had that shift of like, this doesn't have to be this way, I can create it 
any way I want just because so and so is creating a business and like leaving and you know five months or ten months or so and so is doing this doesn't mean that has to be my reality I can literally create whatever I want and so I had that mindset shift and that was a really big change for me to navigate because so much of my identity had been hooked in this place of I am an entrepreneur through and through I can never work for anyone else like this is what I am this is who I am and once I had that change of like that is not what that means just because I want to own a business just because I want to make change in the world doesn't mean I can't also work for um, a company that's doing the same thing or do it in making change and making amazing impact as well. Um, because it's in that way that I can grow my network, that I can have more money to put into my business, that I can do so many different things and open different doors. And that was just, again, a huge change for me because it was essentially a shift in my identity. And I don't know if you guys, you know, there's that whole joke about like identity crisis, right? Like it was kind of like not necessarily an identity crisis, but it was a big shift and it was a shift that I had to had to navigate with grace and allow myself to be to feel through it and to feel what it felt like to shift because once I shifted my identity you guys don't even understand how much pressure fell from my shoulders um and with that also came fear because there was fear that okay if I don't have this pressure because for me pressure has been something that um has kind of lit a fire into my butt for a minute, right? Because like y'all know when you feel that pressure, like you gotta do something by a certain time, like you moving quick, like you 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 gonna step on that gas, okay? So I was like, now that the pressure has fallen away, it's like, how will I motivate myself to keep going? How will I push through? How will I create this thing if I don't have pressure? So in my head, I felt that the lack of pressure was going to lead to me not necessarily succeeding in these ventures. Um, so, um, yeah, sorry, my mom just came in <laughs> to pause for a second and I'm like throwing off. I'm like, what was I saying? Yeah, so, so yeah, like whenever you have these big changes, especially identity changes, I think sometimes those can lead to fear because you're not sure what is next. And, and more so, um, if you have a specific vision that's tied to a certain identity that you see yourself being, once you have an, once you have an identity shift, it's almost like your brain doesn't know how to make sense of the vision. Because now it's like if someone asks me, like, what is my business? What am I creating? I, honestly, you guys, I'm going with the flow. I'm doing what feels right. This membership feels right. I'm like, what I'm going to create for the membership? I'm going to just go with the flow. Like, I'm going to just do what I do. And it's kind of like... I don't want to put pressure on myself to be like, I need to make like $2,500 in the first month of launch. Cause it's like, it's not, it's, it's literally something where I'm like, I want to remove that pressure of, um, of creating a certain monetary value so that I can truly, truly, truly focus on creating content that moves me and moves other people. So for example, this podcast, it's like this, this podcast is, is just the place where I want to to tell these stories and I feel like sometimes I get very nervous about episodes like this because I'm like what's the point what's the point what's the point because I feel like in business there's always some sort of strategy always some sort of objective and sometimes I'm just like I just want to have a chat like I just want to sit down and even if it's something like one person listens to this episode and they feel better about the changes and the pivots and whatever is happening in their life like that that's 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 it. That's like perfect. And I think that 
it's that beautiful ripple effect that I always talk about, right? Because if it's like one person listens to this and and it helps them get through something or it helps them kind of understand something or see something in a different way and they tell another person, that person tells another person, like that's the ripple effect. Like that's how we change the world. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily happen on this mass scale in the way that you see it happening, but it still happens. So I found myself getting emotional. <laughs> Um, so that's it, you guys. That's it. I just, we'll, we'll call this episode changes maybe, right? Not pivot, but just change, how to navigate change. Um, and yeah, yeah. So we have the, um, eclipse on July 2nd, which let me actually look at my calendar and see. So that is next Tuesday. Woo. Okay. So I want to do an episode all about that. Well, okay. You know what? That's a lie. That's a lie. I don't want to plan. Okay. Maybe I'll talk about it on the episode, but let me not plan. Cause Lord knows I'm gonna plan something and I'm, it's going to get to damn, like, I ain't want to talk about no damn eclipse today. <laughs> So we won't plan. But thank you so much for tuning in and being here with me today. And again, if you're interested in the membership, go ahead and click down below in the show notes. I will leave all the information down there. And come find me on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about this episode, how you are navigating change in your life, um, how you're navigating pivots in your life and your business, how things are going. I just want to chat with you guys. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm so glad I decided to re-record episode 29 because this one feels good. Like this one feels like me. So yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast, people that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.